Welcome to another episode of Go Out and Talk to Strangers. This is Adi, the Nomad Architect, and this is the place where I'm sharing with you ideas and inspiration, hosting founders, entrepreneurs, and extremely talented people to share their experience with us. Today we are very lucky. We're going to have a double Adi day, because <laughs> today I'm hosting Adi Yofe. Hi, Adi. Hey, how are you doing? <laughs> Good, how are you? Thank you. I'm so honored to have you here. Thank you for having me and you are in Israel, so it's our honor to have you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're recording in the same room, which is very special for me. Um, and I want to tell you a little bit about Adi. She has a very special job. She's a business futurist. She's also a public speaker, a lecturer, and the founder of Fast Forward Company, who helps business owners to identify the future trends. And I personally started to follow her work almost two years ago. And maybe, well, those of you who know me know that I'm talking about her forecast every now and then. And I think it's going to be a very interesting episode. But before we dive in, we have to ask, what does it mean to be a business futurist? Like, are you a fortune teller? How do you do it? Um, so first, I actually live the dream, Ooh. I guess. Uh, it means that I, I live actually in the future. I help companies and business owners to understand the future. And it's really interesting because 10 years ago, the method was just to go back in time and to understand from the past to the future about what's going to be next. And today we are, even the methodology of understanding the future is changing. Mm. So you need people like me to help you understand how to predict when to predict, what's going to be the prediction. Mm -hmm. So it's really fascinating. It is. Yeah. But how, so how do you predict the future? Do you, do you dream about it? <laughs> <laughs> so actually, I just uh, published a book in which I'm trying to draw the methodology. And basically what I'm doing is I'm trying to connect all the dots from technology to economy to social media to politics, things that we are seeing in the current time. And I'm trying to find the common denominator. I'm trying to find what's going to be, what the present is telling us about what's going to evolve mm -hmm. in the future and how us as people are going to behave or to react to those phenomena. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I bet now, nowadays everything is changing so fast. Yeah. And it can't be easy to predict something that is unpredictable in a way. Um, what is your sources of um, inspiration or knowledge? So mainly what we do is looking at what I call a phenomena. Uh, phenomena could be um, quantitative information or qualitative information, and it could be also a new technology, a new business concept, a, a new uh, article that I read, something new that can tell me a bit about what's going to be next. For example, 
Amazon Go, for example, okay, the technology of Amazon Go. So mainly people that came from, I don't know, uh, business intelligence wouldn't count Amazon Go as a, something that's going to tell something about the future because it's just, you know, in few stores. But me, because I'm working and I'm thinking different from others, I'm trying to collect all those new technologies and trying to see, okay, it's Amazon Go, it goes exactly like I thought because it comes in real time, it's personalized, it's convenience, it connect and uh, in so many ways, in so many megatrends, so I can put it in my funnel in order to analyze it later. So every phenomena that goes and interest me is relevant for the future. Mm-hmm. So you're basically a very curious person. Yeah. Who yeah. reads a lot. Yeah, I read a lot. <laughs> uh, and do you also use visuals or... No, like, no. I, I heard you talking about Instagram yeah. as like a way to... Yeah, to but as, as a social phenomena. Okay. As a way that changes the way we think and act and consume content. Not the visual themselves. Okay. okay, like what people are sharing is not relevant, but the fact that they're sharing. Yeah, the fact that even when we go to a restaurant, the first thing that we are doing is taking a photo and sharing to Instagram. It's a new change in behavior. And my job is to identify those changes in behavior. Mm-hmm. And help business owners make decisions based on right. that. Right. That's fascinating. Yeah. yeah. That's, in a way, something that every business should have. Yeah. Like a way yeah. to, like, how do you even know how to market something if you don't know how the consumers are going to um, behave? Yeah. Uh, actually, in the last decade, uh, the, the disrupted uh, decade, we see... more and more corporates uh, trying to um, ask themselves about what's going to be in the future. And they know that the traditional methodologies are not longer working. So Mm. they need something new. And this is the the time that I fit in. I I always say that the, the reality is something that made me very happy. Because uh, I opened up my business at 2006. Okay. And then I thought to myself, the future is going to be very interesting. And nobody understood what I'm talking about. Because mm-hmm. the iPhone came, launched in 2007. And Facebook got to the public in 2007. So 2006 was really an interesting year. Mm-hmm. Um, but the reality, you know... This is my best friend. <laughs> <laughs> the way everything evolved. Yeah. Just... Yeah, and changed very dramatically. Wow. Yeah, and I was there for them, you know. So wow. It was nice. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's very interesting. Yeah. And so you just recently published your 2020 forecast, mm-hmm. which is very interesting. But before we talk about it, I want to talk about something you published before. Uh, that as a vinyl collector <laughs> myself well, you find well, yourself in this trend yeah I saw it and I saw like all the beards and I thought to myself what the hell mm-hmm. <laughs> and now and then I read your um, forecast and uh, your report and I was amazed by the way that all the dots connected because it's just made so much sense and it feels like well also because of my life choice of being a nomad and having more experiences than belongings and It just made a lot of sense and I if you can tell us a little bit about it yeah so I, I believe it was in 2017 um, every year in December November I try to to write a forecast uh, to the next year 
And no, it wasn't. It was in 2016. Mm-hmm. The, the thing was that in 2015, Donald Trump ran to presidency the first time. And he said to the Americans, uh, let's make America great again. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, I saw something really interesting. More and more people uh, bought vinyl records and cassettes. Mm-hmm. And it was really amazing because it was the most technological decade in the human history. And people went and, bu- and bought vinyl records. And I said to myself, okay, there, there should be something really interesting between and to be a connection between Donald Trump and the vinyl records. And then I took some more data and then it occurred to me that this, the common denominator was the need to go back. Mm-hmm. And I call this prediction a uh, future of caving. Uh, not because I think that we wanted to go back to the cave time as we wanted to feel safe mm-hmm. again. We wanted to have physical assets one, once more. And we wanted um, to, to feel the way we felt, I don't know, 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that the disrupted reality made people very feel unsecured. And we wanted just to go back and feel secured once again. Let's, let's stop and elaborate on disrupted reality, mm-hmm. because I think we're talking about it, but maybe it's not very clear to mm-hmm. all our listeners. So what do you mean when you say disrupted reality? Disrupted means that all the categories are like in a very huge tsunami. Mainly, I explain it when I'm saying that The past can no longer tell us nothing about the future. Mm-hmm. When I was a little girl, it's a good story that I, I like to tell in each occasion. Um, I grew up in a small town in the north of Israel. And I don't know when, when it was, maybe in, in the 80s. Uh, they opened a new uh, retail store okay. in our neighborhood. And it was really big and innovative. And then two years after, they opened a new retail store. And it was very real and innovative. And, and if I would have asked you what, were, what would be the future of retail store, then you probably would say a, a bigger store. Yeah. And this was a decade when, in which you can predict the future based on your past. Mm-hmm. And today, if I would ask you what will be the future of retail... What would be the future of retail? Yeah, no one knows, no, right? No one knows. And this is why we call it a disruption decade. Okay. We don't know what's going to be next. How the retail is going to look like, how the music is going to look like, how, how we are going to live, mm-hmm. how families are going to look like. Um, everything is so disrupted and we don't have the past to rely on mm-hmm. in order to understand the future. Yeah, people kind of reinvent everything nowadays and... In a way, people thought that we're going to buy things only online, but suddenly there is value to actual real stores yeah. because people want to feel things with their senses, which is like surprising <laughs> in a way. That's fascinating. Yeah, so, in, in trends, we, we call it um, a trend and a counter trend. Okay. So you can find, even if you have a major trend, you can find sometimes the counter trend at the same time. Mm-hmm. It's really fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it is like at the beginning, we were so excited to call somewhere and not even talk to a person anymore because it was so efficient. But now people are searching for that. Well, interaction. Yeah. To have 
somebody human to speak with and like, oh, wow, this company actually has humans on their <laughs> customer service. How innovative is that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's the counter. Al- always the counter will be a reaction to the major trend. Mm-hmm. It's really interesting. So going back to the cave, is it um, basically means that we want to have a sense of familiarity? We want things to not be so different because it's moving so fast or? I, I think it's more about control. Okay. About controlling our lives. And maybe a lot of people are feeling that life are so, they feel so insecure and not safe in, in a world that, which is very disrupted. Mm-hmm. And the first stage of trying to find those, this security was to go back. Okay. Trying to go back. Um, I think that the next, the, the current stage actually is what I wrote now, the, the current report about the future of re-owning, mm-hmm. the understanding that no, no one can save me. Okay. I cannot, I cannot go back. So the only solution to save my life or to save the planet or to save the future is to re-own certain things. Like uh, what? Like resources. like uh, having a good life, a better future by changing my habits, my consumptions, behaviors, be more sustainable, Mm -hmm. uh, be more, be the new good. Mm -hmm. Uh, I wrote it as the new good, something that I care about you uh, and I care about me at the same time. It's not just about the ego-centered consumer. Mm -hmm. So to predict this, like to write this report, can you describe a few phenomena you saw so so greta yeah uh, obviously our love yeah one. <laughs> yeah our love one uh, greta was a, a very important phenomena mm-hmm. and she raised the sustainable issue um, to be a very important title and she changed how the, this generation is thinking about the planet about the earth um, i think that i saw information about the second hand market Okay. Um, very interesting data, even in China, in, in the U.S., about the rising of this market. Uh, communities that are talking about zero, zero waste. Mm-hmm. Uh, communities that are talking about what technology is doing to us and what will be the time when we can reown our data. Mm. So I connected the dots mm-hmm. and I found that uh, the story was the future of reowning. Okay, so it means like we have, in a way, better awareness mm-hmm. of what we're doing, right? It's not like we're going to embrace all technology, all new apps. Maybe I'm going to search what they're trying to get from me before I download it or something like this. It's, it's more about the, 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 this decade was that we were like a very ego-centered consumer. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had technology to give us things faster, and in minimal price. Mm -hmm. And we thought only about ourselves. And Mm -hmm. I think that the change came in the last one or two years when we understand that the technology companies wouldn't give us what we want. So they can give us things in a faster way, but it's not about a better future. Mm -hmm. And then we understood that the thing is about how our future is going to look like. Mm-hmm. And when we looked around, we understand that nobody is going to rescue us. Okay. So only me can rescue me. 
And this is the story about the future of free owning. So you can see now lots of communities that their goal is to make the world a better a better world mm-hmm. and a better future. So, so in a way, in each decision we're making now, we can say there is an impact. And like by choosing to buy from one or other company or this yeah. brand. It's, yeah, it's not just about myself. It's not about how fast it can come to my house. It's about can I make some things in a better way? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's fascinating. Yeah, it's really fascinating. I, I, I think that it's going to change the way business companies are going to work in the future. Because today they are talking about how to earn more money. Mm-hmm. But in the future, they should ask themselves how they are going to make a better place. Yeah. And maybe the answer would be, I'm not going to produce so much. Because mm-hmm. maybe in the future, people would, would not like to buy so much. So I need to communicate with this trend and change in behavior. Mm-hmm. It also has to do with the minimalist point of view, right? Yeah. Of like owning less items and yeah. because I care about the planet mm-hmm. okay. because you care about the planet yeah and uh, we can also see that in like in the previous season of the podcast about the way people try to reinvent the way people live together because we're not satisfied anymore to go to work and go back home mm-hmm. and watch our Netflix and be so alone <laughs> and now we want to share our lives and to have a sense of community again with the It's very important to have choice if it's forced nobody's one mm-hmm. <laughs> like we do like our privacy but we do want to have a new experience of living which is creating meaningful relationships with the people around us yeah that that's very new yeah like we went from having a very tribal society to be extreme individuals Trust. yeah and now we're going back into trying and find that sweet spot of balance yeah Yeah, this is exactly the, the, the right word is about balancing, mm-hmm. trying to find the balancing because we actually became very much self-centered people, uh, don't care about anything but technology. Um, and I think that now we are trying to find the, this balance. Mm-hmm. Have you ever watched, there is a great movie, it's a documentary uh, called uh, The Swedish Theory of Love? No. No. It's really good. Okay. You should watch it. It's Netflix? about uh, I think you can find it on YouTube. Okay. Um, it's about uh, what happened in a, a society where all your needs are being taken care of. Mm. Uh, spoiler alert, <laughs> you get very lonely. Okay. <laughs> And it's, it's really not about being so independent. It's about creating the right relationships mm-hmm. with whatever yeah. in your life that mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's mm-hmm. really interesting Makes to sense. see that it, it's in Sweden mm-hmm. <laughs> that place where everybody look, feels it's the perfect uh, country but it has its um, issues obviously mm-hmm. interesting yeah, yeah it is um, so well I still well, I promised something about beards so we do have to talk <laughs> a little bit about that ah yeah I forgot to say it, to mention <laughs> them in the in the future of caving beards was as uh, another phenomena Uh, that had how come a, like people just decided to grow beards yeah it one of the uh, one of the f- fascinating trends is is the beard <laughs> because I cannot I only in a reverse engineering technique I can I, I can explain this trend but it was in my book I'm, I'm trying to um, divide trends to two kinds of trends the trends that comes from the 
I, as I call it, the grassroots trend. Mm-hmm. People are changing their behavior because of, I don't know, uh, lots of reasons. Uh, and the beard uh, trend, it was one of them. And there are trends that comes from uh, companies okay. like Apple, like Google, like Facebook, like big companies that are launching new products and changes uh, our behavior because of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the beards was a very fascinating trend because it came from from um, from a lot of men that, that said, I want to change my behavior and stop shaving. And um, it was really it was really one of my favorite and it was part of the future of caving. But why? Like why? Um, I can think about a lot of reasons. Um, of course, there isn't one, but there must be a logic behind it. Maybe, maybe it was a reaction to the feminist uh, movements from the other side. Uh, maybe it was part of the the um, individualistic uh, attitude of men. Um, I don't know. I can just guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I ask men about the the why they changed their behavior, they are saying that it was uh, that that is very comfortable not to shave. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the official reason. Yeah, but I think it's part of the part of the caving uh, uniqueness, the the need to be unique, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> to be different. Yeah, but at, at certain point you yeah. became unique, just yeah. like everybody else. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. Like all trends. Yeah, yeah of course, we all want to be special. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it's the difference between being an early adapter to be a mainstream. You know, so at the beginning they are early adapters, and then mm-hmm. it becomes mainstream. And like nowadays, you're translating your book to English. Yeah. Yeah. So what could people find there? Um, I think it's a manual. Okay. It's a manual about predicting trends, about how to predict trends in a disrupted reality. Mm-hmm. And it helps people uh, to understand better where we are heading and um, how to predict their own trend and how to find opportunities. Mm-hmm. And I feel it's actually, actually, it's a manual. It's <laughs> this a manual. Is, yeah, mm-hmm. it's actually, it's a manual. Yeah, I, I, I took the, the course that I teach in IDC, mm-hmm. Students for Business. In the, in the business school of IDC, and I just took this course and I put it in a book format, and it's really a nice book because we um, I took a very interesting uh, design studio in Israel, and I said to them, okay, we have a special brief here. We need to write a book about the future, and it couldn't look like it's a traditional book. So we created, yeah, so we created a really interesting format. I think it's beautiful and fascinating and it's communicate with how we consume content in social media. Mm-hmm. So it offers a lot of options how to read it. And I'm really fascinating, fascinated about, about yeah. Uh, yeah. I will, I will share the links to your website and LinkedIn and mm. all the relevant links so people can connect with you. And other than following your work, can you give, um, I don't know, like a few tips of how should people be aware of the future? How can they, how can they be, uh, you know, what's the word? <laughs> Just relevant to, to, to be relevant, Re- relevant, to be like okay. curious. I, I call it the, the wall technique. It's actually uh, um, the wall. The wall, yeah. Oh, like that's wall. perfect. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. As an architect, I yeah. Love it. Okay, you know Keep what? Going. You, yeah. So it's it's imaginary wall. Okay. Uh, you can put it in a note in in your iPhone, and I said that every moment we can read or we can explore something new, and the thing is that in a routine life we don't care about something new. 
So we don't care. So we don't write it and we don't do with it anything. And I said, okay, if you see something new, put it on your wall. Mm. Put it on your wall. Write yourself a note and said, okay, this is the wall of the new things that I saw. Mm-hmm. So in every day you'll see something and you have a specific note to each one of them. And then at the end of the month, you go back to your wall and you see all the notes. And then the, the, the prediction mm-hmm. will come up to you. Mm. Okay, it will, you, you can see it. You see um, that there is a new startup. You can see that there is a new concept. You can see that someone did something in Australia and the US. And you see the picture. Mm-hmm. The thing is just to collect things and to pay attention to them. And then, I don't know, once a month, mm-hmm. once, a, in a qu- once in a quarter, you can ask yourself what those information is telling us, what mm-hmm. is those pieces of data are telling me. Mm-hmm. And uh, trying to find the opportunity for yourself. Okay, so like keep your eyes open. Yeah. And even if it doesn't look very important at yeah, the moment. The, yeah. When you collect it all together, you might be able to learn something new yeah. about the future. Um, I can share that in, in my experience by traveling the world and, and talking to people and a lot of um, entrepreneurs that do something in the area of hospitality, now the, like, the main thing is, is, is experiences. Mm-hmm. We want to surprise people. If you, imagine you book a hotel mm-hmm. and you come there and it's exactly what you expected. Yeah. You're not going to come back there. People want to have like another a factor, an element of surprise or, yeah. or something that it's like excitement. Yeah, yeah, that sense of excitement that that actually evokes emotions. And that's what we remember most. We yeah. remember the feeling. emotional thing. Yeah. 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 So that's like something I noticed and mm-hmm. it's fascinating for mm-hmm. me. So I'm you found that your trend. I found my trend (laughs) and it's focused on people. So that's like my something I'm passionate about. Good example. Okay. So collect your wall. And if you feel like share it with us, we would love to see what you collected and just let us know how it goes. Um, So we're coming to an end. And before we're uh, there is well, this will be an interesting one because (laughs) Adi is not (laughs) my typical guest, but a very important one. Um, so I'm going to ask you a question that calls the wild napkin. Okay. So imagine you're going to a bar mm-hmm. and you had a couple of drinks and your mind is very free. And suddenly you have the craziest idea and there's no limit, like no time or money. You can do anything you want um, and you write it on a napkin. And so the next day you wake up and you find it in your pocket. What does it say? Wow. Um... I think it's going to be in the field of education. Okay. Yeah. Um, I have lots of ideas about the future uh, academy Mm. or the future schools, uh, how people should learn in the future. Um, Wow. Yeah. Wow, that's very interesting. Yeah. Because you're going to teach people, well, children, students, how to learn in a new way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I have a lot of ideas about how people should learn. In Can the you future. share one? If yeah, it's okay? I, I think that, that people should learn philosophy. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it, it sounds like traditional. Like or? No, no, no. It, it sounds traditional uh, uh, theme, but it's very much relevant mm-hmm. because philosophy helps you ask questions. Mm. And I think that the most relevant skill 
in our days is how to ask questions and to dare to ask questions. And I want, and when I teach in the, in IDC, I, mm-hmm. I always say to my students, I want you to ask questions. I want you to think. It's not about grades. It's not about anything. It's about how you think. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it's going to be Wow. About I wish I had there. you as a, as a teacher. <laughs> as a teacher <laughs> yeah. No, actually, in, in architecture university, they do, they do yeah. um, try and encourage us to ask questions. Mm-hmm. But this is definitely something very interesting. And thank you so much for oh, being my you. guest and sharing your amazing knowledge with us. Thank you. And um, yeah, so until the next time, go out and talk to strangers. <laughs> <laughs>